Good Monday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us here on Real Talk with Keith Smith. It's great to be with you on a nice Monday here in downtown Charlottesville. A lot we're going to cover on today's program. We'll talk real estate. We'll talk, talk life and the pursuit of happiness through financially, physically responsible decision making. Um, today's program presented by Yes Realty Partners. Today's program presented by the supply chain of talented and trusted and reliable uh, businesses in this community that you can count upon, Interstate Service Companies, a home's best friend, ISC. Certainly a trusted name. Judah Wickhauer is our director and producer. Keith Smith had a bit of a hiatus on Friday when he was with grandchildren. And did you take 95, Keith? Oh, no. Take going, 81? Going up. So when we left, because we had to do... Uh, uh, I had to do a septic inspection okay. beforehand, and I, I'll leave the details on that process. For whom? Uh, for our uh, home we're closing okay. in in Mineral, and I needed to do a septic meet the septic guy out there to do the septic inspection, which means you got to uncover the D box and da 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 da. da. So I, I may or may not have been a bit dirty. Okay. Uh, then I had to go home clean up. So we didn't hit the road until twelve thirty, one o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And when I did uh, the ways, because yeah. that's what I use, actually 81 is shorter. Usually if you go up 81, it adds about an hour. It was actually an hour shorter than going up 95. So I went up 81, came down 95. And of course, I timed it perfectly coming home because that's how smart I am to be hitting Baltimore. At the time, everybody's trying to go to the game in Baltimore. So there you go. It was fun. It was, I enjoy hanging out with grandkids and... Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and uh, I'm, but I'm glad to be back. I, I do love it here. I, I could not, I could not live up there. Oh, I, I the uh, the hustle and bustle, and the traffic, the congestion, the white knuckle driving, um, and that's an everyday life for took, uh, took my the Northeast. Took on Saturday, took my granddaughter out to a diner because that's what you do. Okay, two miles away took me about a half an hour, about 25, 26 minutes to pull out the driveway to pull into the diner. And it was just... With your entire family? No, 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 no. This was a, this was a grandpa, uh, uh, granddaughter date. Oh, very nice. And we hung out there and they, they made the Mickey Mouse pancake. Yeah. And her and I hung out there for about an hour and a half and had a good time. Since I was driving there for 25 minutes there and back, one way, I was going to spend time there. But we had a lot of fun. What'd you get for breakfast? Um, Mickey Mouse pancakes. Oh, I thought that was for your granddaughter. No, that was for Keith Smith. Oh, no, no. She had bacon and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> she had the bacon sorry, and eggs. I'm sorry. Judah had, Wickhauer gets a crack out had, of that, too. She had bacon and eggs. So, what do we want to chat about today? I, I, I literally rolled in hot last night, so today is, is open mic day. Huh? There you go. Open mic day, but you wanted to chat a little bit about uh, the raising of... of in um, tax assessment, and as you were talking, I was just taking a look at the value changes year over year between 2022 and 2023 and see if they drive with what you received. The Citizens, the, uh, the nonprofit, the uh, advocacy group, I should say, Citizens for Responsible Planning, put together uh, a significant data package for us. They sent it our way. We highlighted it on Friday's program. They talked median assessments by grade, which is class of real estate. They talk median uh, assessment increases by zoning. They talk median assessment increases by neighborhood. Just fantastic by price point. 
fantastic data uh, accumulated by the Citizens for Responsible Planning. Interestingly, the um, houses that are assessed below $250,000 just had a massive spike. So I'm trying to do this on the fly and figure out what the market value difference was, right? Because, you know, assess is one thing, market is something else. Um, just a quick look at it and have a chance to do the percentages. Two, uh, 2022, this is everything. This was attached, detached, and condos. There was uh, 568 transactions, units, homes sold. Uh, the median sales price was 429 2023, that number was down to 401, which is a substantial drop. Uh, but the price increased to 459. So I'm trying to figure out quickly what the percentage difference was on that. But look, at the end of the day, this isn't a surprise. We expected assessments to go up. I think you're going to see assessments go up in all the jurisdictions. Interesting, Fulvana is not doing an assessment this year. So whatever your value is in Fulvana County right now um, is what your assessment's going to be going forward. This is going to be an interesting year in that particular county because, um, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to follow the budget process, right? They're not going to be able to adjust their value number, their number that they times against, that one corner of this fourth three-sided triangle on it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I suspect my... Taxes are going to go up. I suspect I'm going to be paying more cash this year because I won't be able to contest the value. I won't be able to do that to next year. hope that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. The uh, interesting category, the sub-250,000 um, assessed category, spikes by a shocking, and, and I mean, 11% where all the other categories, 250 to 500 assessed category. And Judy, you can put median assessment increase by 2023 assessment on screen if you could. This is the one with the 11% uh, spike for the sub 250. It's on screen, viewers and listeners, take a look at this. It's so it's, it's interesting, um, I wanna take a quick look at it here. It's interesting on how you can come up with that number because the volume is so low. So in 2023, the city of Charlottesville, only 23 units sold. There's very little inventory under $250,000. I'm just looking at what's sold. And so we said under 250, right? Yep, sub 250. Got it. I mean, it's, it's, it's making the, the affordable category less affordable. And remember, and prior to the 2024 assessments oh, wow, being released, the three previous years had double digit assessment increases year over year over year over year. So if you are in the city of Charlottesville and have a home that's under $250,000 and they are telling you that your assessments went up, what was it, 11%? 11%. Um, you need to reach out to me and we need to go ahead and sense and contest it because I just did quick difference between 2022 and 2023. Below 250, yep. this is single family detaches, which doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, condos or thing or uh, attached. So in 2023, the median sales price was 220. In 2022, it was 212. I'm pretty sure that's not 11 percent. Right? Did you say it went up 11 percent uh, for this year? 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is, is the yeah. market didn't go up 11 percent. Yeah. So how did they come up with 11 percent? So am I? Am I? Am I I'm doing this on the fly. Is my I, I, I think you are doing it on the fly. Uh, 
well, if it was 10%, it would be, it would be $20,000 increase. It's not a $20,000 increase. It's a, it's a $10,000 increase. Uh-huh. So that's not 11%. That's 5%. Yeah. Am I doing that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what, looking at the data that you're looking so at. I'm, looking, I'm just looking at this graph right no, here. No, I understand yeah. that. But the point I'm trying to make is I think the 11% is way off. Mm. Right? So if 2022... See, I think what, I think the uh, these assessments are being done based on upzoning potential and the lands opportunity. Uh, we got to get somebody who's much smarter than me to talk about that, like Woody Fincham. Uh-huh. I don't think you're allowed to do that. It has to be based on market value I, I, he said otherwise on the show no it has I, well then how can you contest it i don't think you can contest it uh, well i know I, you can i think this i think the assessments are based on what you can do with the land like if you knock down the house and you build something in its place i wish woody was here because, yeah I mean, we can ask him because here. yeah because i'm pretty sure he said he said on previous shows that's the case well i know what i do this time of the year in jurisdictions i've never done it in charlottesville Mm-hmm. But I do Woody it. is watching. Good. I do it in... So, Woody, would you do me a, a huge favor? Tell me if, if in the city of Charlottesville, assessments went up 11%. No, 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 no. They didn't go up at 11%. They, in the sub $250,000 price point Thank category, Thank you. they went up 11%. The Thank other you. categories of price point, for well, instance, 250 to 500 went up 5%. 500K to a million went up 4%. A million to a million five, 4%. Million five to two, three percent, and two million and above three percent. So let's stay at the two fifty. Yeah, right? sub two fifty. Sub two fifty went up eleven percent. Yeah, median assessment increase. Yeah, and in twenty twenty two, the median sales price was two twelve, and that's uh-huh. everything. In twenty three, it was two twenty. Okay, that is not eleven percent spread. Yeah. So the question is, if I own a home, upzoning was approved. If I own the question for Woody is if I own a home yeah. and they're going through reassessment, uh-huh. can I contest it? I mean, take a look at what happened on on Chesapeake Street. It's Karen Kehoe's listing, who's coming in at half a million dollars. I mean, she's coming in at. Uh, but I understand that, Jerry. But it's not two fifty. She's coming in. So if I own two x the assessment. So if I the question is if I own a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar, just to pick a number, sure, uh, condo in the city of Charlottesville. Right, and my tax assessment. Well, I wouldn't pick condo. I'd pick single family detached. I own a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar piece of property. Yeah. In, in the city of Charlottesville that I live in, a residential piece of property, and they're telling me my assessment went up, uh, my value went up eleven percent, and it really only went up year over year, roughly five percent. Can I contest that? That's the question. I know in like Fulvana and Green and Nelson and even Albemarle County, I can contest it because I do it every year. Every year I have clients that call me and we go give the market data and contest it. I've done it on my personal house that do that. The question is, can we do it in the city of Charlottesville? I think the answer to that is yes. Uh, so Woody, a little help would be appreciative. Yeah, and, and I, I think what the, uh, I think he said this in the past, it's, it's based on, uh, the the upzoning of these parcels. That's what an appraisal changes the value. That's what his appraisal is based on, not the Texas tax assessment. I think that by statute, this tax assessment has to be based on market value. Okay. Okay. But Woody, but Woody will. Well, explain explain this. Why are Ludwig and Alan Kajin at X Park being assessed 
um, on the value of potential condos and multifamily on Ix Park as opposed to its current state? So I don't know that for fact. So if that's the case, that is the case. Yeah, okay, then then Ix Park is being taxed and assessed as if they built condoed or apartment towers on there. Yeah. And Ludwig and Allen challenged it and said, no, we have an art park here. We have these retail buildings. And did they win? It's, no, mm -hmm. they did not win. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that case. Yeah, they did not win that. Again, I just, I know in Fulvana and the other jurisdictions, I do this every year. I can mm -hmm. contest it. I generally win because they're usually higher than what the market rate is. Um, I did it on my personal home just last year. They had me at uh, almost 600,000. I contested it and they brought me down just below 500,000. So, you know, it, it can be done. I don't know why it's being done in the city versus someplace else. I don't have an answer. To Logan Wells Claylow, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. But I think what people need to take away from this, if you look at your ticket, right, and you believe that that's above market value, you knew a tax assessed value, you should look into the the contest, the, the process to appeal it within your jurisdiction. So um, I, I think any of the homeowners that are sub 250 in the city of Charlottesville are going to have an extremely difficult time winning in an appeal well, with the assessor. In reality, the people that are below 250 don't have the time to go ahead and, and hire somebody or bring somebody in to go ahead to, to uh, appeal it. But there is an appeal process. I just don't have it in front of me and committed to memory. This is kind of on the, this is live and on the fly, but I would encourage people, if you feel that your tax assess value that you received in the mail is above market value, reach out to the city and figure out what their appeal process is on it when your deadlines are for it, um, and then if you can, get a trusted advisor in there, such as Woody or myself or whoever, to go ahead and create something to try to appeal it. I don't know why the Studio X parcel was assessed that's something that doesn't exist yet. Uh, it wasn't even zoned at that point. Multiple folks um, are sending, uh, well, the, the, their current usage is not maximizing its zoning potential even before upzoning was approved. They could have put multifamily housing on it got even it, before upzoning was it. approved. So that's what the city's saying. Yeah. Its value is based on what, what its zoning is. And I get that. Yeah. A single family detached home or a town home or a duplex is a duplex, right? I don't know how they can, in this cycle, tax something that hasn't even gone into effect yet. Right? I, I, don't, I don't get how that, that can legally be done. Um, but I'm, I may be wrong. I'm getting multiple, multiple folks sharing uh, the listing that I mentioned, 1316 Chesapeake Street. Sure. Um, Grayson's shared this with me. Jennifer's also shared this with me. Neil Williamson, I'll get to your comment here in a matter of moments. 1316 Chesapeake Street um, is an active listing with an asking price of essentially $500,000, 499900 uh, it spent about 30 days on market. The home was built in 1940. Um, it is not a large home. It is in the Mead Avenue, uh, excuse me, the Woolen Mills neighborhood. Um, and she's, Karen is marketing it with its upzoning potential. You're talking 0.14 acres here. Um, and it has an assessed value, this particular house, 
of $277,200. Um, I'm sharing this listing because other folks are sharing it with me. Neil Williamson um, shares information from charlottesville.gov, the real estate assessment appeals portion of the website. Each year, all property owners or their duly authorized agent may appeal our valuation of their property by requesting a review of their assessment. Under state law, neither financial impact nor the rate of value change is by itself sufficient grounds for appeal. You hear that part? Yeah. Under state law, neither financial impact nor the rate of value change is itself sufficient grounds for appeal. As required, the city assessment is an estimate of fair market value as of January 1 of each year based on property sales for the previous calendar year. We welcome appeals based on issues of factual discrepancies in the property description or features, demonstrable issues of uniformity of value within a neighborhood or fair market value. So that answers my question right Appealing there. Appealing your assessment. Yes, it does. Appealing yeah. your assessment can be a multi-step process. Um, it answers your uh, um, question because it's based on some of the sales that previously it's, happened in so that that's category. W- so that's where I'm getting to, again, median. You know, you have to take a look at each individual property. And if you, it, it doesn't matter what price point you're in. If you feel that your tax assessed value is above market value, then you need to reach out to a trusted advisor. Woody would be one. I would be more than happy to help with you. And you do an ass- we do a CMA that provides all that data that's outlined in that. And you go, either we go on your behalf or Woody goes on your behalf or you do it on your behalf and make a presentation. They, they do, I don't know when the deadline is, um, and maybe that's in that article and that in that uh, what what Neil has uh, said. Judah figured that out on Friday, I believe. With looking from the Charles, if you want to go to a three shot, the Charlottesville Gov website, they have until April one to contest their assessments. Is that what memory serves? I believe that's correct. So there's April there's 1. a process. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, the assessments just went out. We also learned this on Friday. These assessments went out uh, this past Friday. The mail's a few weeks behind, which further shrinks the time for oh, people to challenge and contest their we assessments. We talked about this this time last year. I mean, the process is horrible. And and by the way, um, the, the, there is a thing because I'm looking at it right now in this in in the city of Virginia. There is a uh, real estate tax relief that the city has. Right, you have to apply for it. You have to go through it. It's for you know elderly, veterans, uh, disabled. But there are uh, tax relief programs, but you have to apply for them. And unless you know about these things and know about these timelines that you just outlined, generally it happens, it goes by, right? And, and you know, if you own a home that's $250,000 and they're telling you the market value is 11% higher this year versus last year, on a median level, that doesn't sound right. Uh, it's probably closer to five or six. Now, each property is a little different. Uh, but if you feel it's over, then that's when you reach out to Woody or myself, and, and we'll go ahead and, and give you an assessment of it, excuse me, a, a CMA of it. Who knows? It might, your property might be worth more than what the taxes I think. Right? I think the folks in the sub $250,000 category need to be very, very careful. Yeah. Well, the thing very, is, very careful. Th- let's get this out there. So if you're if you're more, then you just keep your mouth shut. Right? Yeah, I, that's, especially <laughs> in the sub two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollar yeah, category, yeah, yeah. with some of the sales that have happened um, this past this past calendar year. 
Yeah, so you're, so you're, you're um, deflating the difference between what the value is and what's on the market. So if a home as, is, is valued at $250,000 or below yeah. in 2022, uh-huh. by market sales, it only went up about 5%, right? Now, if you take that one property you're looking at, that's at a different price point. I'm not looking at the same spreadsheet, but it's at the five something range, right? So, what is the percentage uh, increase in the five five? Uh, Two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand saw a five percent increase. And this 2024 was, versus and this was this is above five hundred, correct? The listing. Uh, who you're talking, Karen Keos? Yeah, that's below five hundred. It's below five hundred thousand. Yeah. 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 So that's about right. It's probably 5% increase, but it's been on the market for 30 days. Yeah. And I don't mean to, uh, you know, I don't want to cross any lines, um, but I can speak it from my perspective because I've looked at it for clients to go ahead and do something with that under the new zoning ordinance would be extremely expensive and it just wasn't feasible. So I don't know who the buyer is for that particular home at this particular uh point in time we, we are seeing uh listings getting longer in the tooth yeah mm-hmm. across uh many jurisdictions mm-hmm. um and and perhaps the 31 days is starting to turn into the new norm the two bedroom one bath 892 square foot perhaps a tear down for 499,900 um is a sticker shock for many in our community well it's it's not even a sticker it's a thick sticker shot the other thing that you know, most people we don't know yet because it hasn't hit yet, won't hit until February, what the actual requirements are for the zoning rewrite. That hasn't hit yet. We don't know what the process is. You know, we have a general understanding of it, and those of us that are in the, you know, that live and breathe this stuff have a pretty darn good understanding of it. And, you know, look, I'll, I'll, I'll do an example. We'll come off of that particular piece of property, something I'm personally looking at on it. It's on 10th and West, right? Uh-huh. Can put, we're working on it for the land trust. Uh-huh. We can put six units on there because of the affordable housing component. The sewer connection portion of that alone is making that project un, not feasible. The cost... How much does that cost? $25,000 a unit. Mm. And that's with city giving us a discount on the connection fees. Mm. So it's $25,000 just to make the water and sewer connections, plus the bonding, plus the fee, which is about $1,800 per connection versus $12,000 if you're a not for that. And by the time what it's going to cost us to acquire it, just to make the utility connections on it, it's just becoming not feasible. We'd have to bring so much... um, um, subsidy to it, the math is just, we just can't do it. So that's what you're going to see a lot of. It's just the math just isn't working for that at the moment. And the price point on the acquisition, which I can't talk about, is like free in today's marketplace. And we still can't get the math to work. Um, Angela Morbley watching the program. DJ, I think Morbley may be watching as well from Inspired um, builders out in the call pepper. We okay. appreciate your work. We love the social media content um, that you guys create. I think it's pretty impressive. Um, comments are coming in pretty fast and furious here. This one from um, North Downtown. Jerry, as you know, our neighborhood um, is getting quite costly, um, and we're very grateful that we were able to purchase this home some 15 years ago. Uh, we wouldn't be able to purchase the home now with the price point it is currently. 
uh, but we did get it 15 years ago and it's gradually risen ever since. Um, from the assessment standpoint, our neighborhood is in the category of the one to one five or the one five to two, depending on the house. And our homes are appreciating or increasing in assessments uh, year over year over year over year. So basically over the last four years and the neighborhood of 35 to 40%. Yeah. So North downtown, 12 homes sold um, in the last 12 months. Say right around a million dollars, right? Um, it, it depends. Uh, the average is right around a million. We're mm -hmm. pretty darn close. Um, mm -hmm. The high is 200. The low is right around, right around a million on that end of it. The high is 2 million, you said? 1.950. 1.950. That's close enough to 2 million in my book. Um, this comp, North downtown, that Lexington portion, guys, by the old Martha Jefferson Hospital, quite costly. Um, we will get to uh, CRHA's um, that is interesting. purchase of the, the building on the downtown mall. It's interesting. Um, more units sold in North downtown in 23. It's not a lot yeah. than in 2022. So 2023, uh -huh. there was 12. In 2022, there was five. Okay. That is interesting. Why is that interesting? Because rates are higher? No. Most... If you take a look at Charlottesville overall, remember the graph we did a few days, a few show, a bunch of shows ago on how we were actually below 2016 in sales volume? So I fully expected to see more sold in 2022 than 2023. And oh, by the way, the prices are on the high side, 900, on the low side, 700. Oh, excuse me, on the median, 700. This is 2022 numbers. On the median, 700. On the high, 900. But we had double the sales. I'm going to double check that one more time. We had double the sales, and I expected to see it lower. So we're at five in 2022 in North Downtown. Uh, yeah, those, that information is correct. Let's see what 2023 spits out. Uh, Rosemary Postel, welcome to the program. We love when you watch the show. Did you see uh, CRHA? Um, yeah, 12. Is looking to buy the building on the Downtown Mall, the home of the old Vita Nova? Yeah. The old silver chair? Yep. Mm -hmm. You saw that? And I think, what is that supposed to be for a permanent um, uh, homeless shelter? Is that correct? Uh, no, that's, uh, you're thinking of the, the old community bike, bike spot. The community bike spot. Avon and Levy. Yeah, this is one on the actual downtown This is what mall. happens when you leave on Thursday. I see that. I see that. I see that. And then come back on until late, late at night. But it's interesting. 12 units. That I, did, I would not have expected to see that. So actually in North Downtown... Over, there was over double the amount of units to sell in 23, 12 sold. You ran on the high side of 2 million, on the low side of uh, roughly 574, 547, excuse me, 547. You're in the median in, in, the, in the high sevens and low eights on that end of it. I would not have. That's one of those neighborhoods north downtown, like many in this area, where there's very little room for negotiation. You're coming in probably at full price and you're going to have some significant competition and you're probably going to lose to a cash buyer. I would have expected it to be less sales in 23 versus... Why, because of the interest rates? No, just because the overall city has decreased substantially. So what that's telling me is... The overall city has decreased substantially in sales. In volume of number of sales. Because of the golden handcuffs of interest rates. Of many different reasons. Yeah. But 
but I fully expected all the neighborhoods to look at that. It goes back to my point where micro markets matter. I mean, that's a coveted neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, there you go. It's, it's, and I'm just really curious out of the 12 that I sold. Mean, that's, that's, I would say, maybe one of the top two or three neighborhoods in the city. Yeah, I'm just curious on how many was cash. How many are cash on that? I'm working on that right now for you, sir. Um, we need to talk about the, uh, the... That's interesting. Three were cash. Um, eight were uh, conventional. And one was an arm. So out of the 12, eight were conventional, which is a 30-year fix. Mm -hmm. One was an arm and three were cash. 25% so were cash. 25% cash, which has kind of been holding true. Yeah, to, to market trends across. Um, this, do you want to touch on the, uh, the purchase of that silver chair building, CRHA? Uh, uh, you're going to have to give me a quick edu education to it because I am not up to speed on it, but I will. We could save that one to I another will, day. I will uh, go through it. Just give me a high level. What are they looking to do with it? Uh, I mean, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do. Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority, Sean Tubbs has got excellent reporting on this of the Charlottesville Community Substack. Um, the acquisition, $2.65 million for 310, 312 East Main Street. It's an office building. Um, very interesting purchase for CRHA to essentially get into the downtown mall space. Remember, CRHA um, uh, is, is um, a housing authority, <laughs> um, and purchasing an office building on the downtown mall is, is unique. So they're looking to convert office space into residential? I don't think so. I don't think so because of how um, narrow the building is. Yeah. And this was uh, a great comment from Deep Throat. We'll talk about this guy's in-depth on the I Love Seville show. He says, so take a look at 310, 312 East Main Street. Simply no way that can be housing. It's 25 feet wide, 220 feet long. It has windows only on the front and back, so most of the floor space is windowless and a great distance from any egress of any kind. This is simply unusable as living space under any reasonable safety, healthy, or health regime. It's not even clear how you make these decent offices. 25 feet wide floor plate where like two-thirds of it is not within shouting distance of a window. I'd have to do some research on it. I can pick it up on another show. But at the moment, based on that data, it doesn't sound like that's going to be residential. Nah, I don't think that's going to be residential. That's why a lot of folks have their antennas up. Like, why purchase this if you're CRHA? Interestingly yes. as well, the city is in the process of purchasing two buildings from CRHA on Levy and Avon for a potential homeless shelter. Sam Sanders caught some, I don't want to use flack, but maybe feedback from Belmontonians, and he walked back the shelter word. Still the talk within City Hall and the talk around insider circles is the Avon and Levy purchase will be a shelter and Tony Belmont. It's over in the old bicycle. Uh, the Avon building is the old community bikes. Yeah, that is correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's that's. I, I'm unfortunately stuttering here because I'm not up, read up on this, as you can tell. Uh, but I will get into it and read into it. Uh, I was busy. Uh, Having fun with uh, grandkids this weekend. Absolutely. So comments are coming in fast and furious here. Uh, this one is on assessments. Um, it would be challenging for anyone to win an assessment challenge, it would seem, with how prices are going in this market. And I understand they're two different things. Yeah. Well, no. So, so whoever wrote that would be right, right? So that's the, that's the flip side to this. But 
if you want to contest it, it would be helpful to reach out to a trusted advisor, you know, and say, okay, well, what is, what is the CMA on my piece of property? What is my current market value on my property? Nine times out of 10 mm -hmm. in the city of Charlottesville, we just kind of went through it. You're going to be higher. The question is how much higher, right? So we know two, I think 250 and below is way out of whack. I, I don't know what, I don't know how they can justify an 11% increase based on 2020 sales sales from anything that's 250 and below, because I'm confident they can't project what it's going to be. That's an appraisal, right? An assessment is, is what it was last year. This is what the value needs to be this year. Some of the higher end things, they sound about right. They may be a little low, actually. So some of the, the uh, price points that are, uh, you know, 250, uh, excuse me, above 250, you know, half a million, three quarter of a million, million and up, I think is probably low. If that's the case, it's the best case to keep your mouth shut and move on and then stay involved in the budget process and stay involved in the uh, tax rate process. Because as Jerry and I talked about before the show, I kind of took a look at a home in a neighborhood in Albemarle County that's similar to my home in Fulvana County. There's some differences. Acreage would be one of them. Uh, but I'm actually paying more dollars per year, cash per year, uh, than that particular home. So you got to keep a close eye on your budget, keep a close eye on the, on the dollar amount and your assessed value. In my county, my assessed value is going to change, so it is what it is. Um, so I'm now keeping an eye on the budget and keeping an eye on the rate because if the budget goes up, then the rate's got to go up, which means I'm now paying more cash. And I'm theoretically paying more cash to live in Fulvana than I am if my home was in... Um, County. This is for the. This is a response from citizens for responsible planning who often watch our content. Cool. Keith, first we see that the assessments increase much faster for the lowest value properties than for the higher value ones. This might be because the development option is a more important component of properties with low value structures. An alternative but not contradictory explanation would be that worsening housing affordability means more competition for fewer entry priced fixer uppers. Again, um, I would lean on the expert of, of Woody, who used to be an appraiser, an assessor, that it has to be based on what was sold the previous year below 250. They also say assessments are an imperfect measure of market value. Oh, they amen. can be suggestive of market trends. The city assessor uses market data and analysis to come up with assessments, and the city must believe the assessments are meaningful enough to serve as the basis for significant tax charges to residents. So the I don't disagree with any of that, and that's why anytime we have a conversation with the client and they start to talk about the tax assessment versus the market value, we usually focus on market value because tax assessment is generally considerably lower. Considerably lower on it, um, but I will, I will, um, and and I want somebody to prove me wrong on this, please. I do not think the assessor can project what the value is going to be. It has to look at what the value was in 2022. So they can't look at it and say, okay, this single family detached lot at 250, which doesn't exist, but let's assume it exists. 
And since you can build eight houses or six houses or three houses on it, it is now worth X more dollars. I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to do that. Um, but you need to ask Woody that question and Neil that question and people that are way smarter than me. I do this enough to know it has to be what the value is for the previous year as of January 1. So that's whatever it was for 2022 is going to set your value for it. So the question is, I don't think you went up more than 5%, and they're charging you 11 So there's 5% on the table somewhere. So you're saying you encouraged them to challenge? I would definitely challenge it. I'm just doing a quick assessment here on the fly. You know, uh, you know, each property is different. Each property, right, right, location, price, features, condition, right, that determines the value on it. Uh, but I take a, I take a, if, if I was at the 250 mark, an extra 5% is going to make a huge difference in my monthly budget. Neil says the assessors must state what the value is on January 1st of the assessment year. Correct. We got a, you have a number of uh, real estate agents watching the program right now. Thank you. So as real estate agents out there and you get this question, you can help your clients this way, right? If you get a phone call and say, oh, my God, and I, I get these. So I won't get them in Fulvana County this year because we're not reassessing on it. Uh, but when they reassess, we get tons of phone calls. Last year, we, we sent, I remember with God, dozens of uh, assessments that we won every one to include my, my own, uh, because we were able to prove, as Neil said, the value as of January 1 was X, you're charging me Y. And they won. I, I, myself, I did it myself. So I would encourage them. It's a great service to provide a client and to help them or a future client. Do you provide that service pro bono? Uh, we do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do others provide pro bono? I, I can't speak for others. That's... Oh. That, that, that's that's a decision, business decision you've got to make. We, if I get a phone call and email, hey, I need some help, it, we get it taken care of. Lori uh, Fincham watching the program. Of Fincham hey, Associates. Lori, how are you doing today? Uh, we love when you watch the show. I love your artwork. I, I track that artwork like crazy on Facebook. Good uh, stuff. Good stuff right there. This question's come in. Keith, you normally give the uh, uh, inventory count on your Monday talk oh, shows. Does he have that yeah. data? I, I do. I didn't, know, I didn't want to depress people. Um, is inventory dropping? No. Uh, so we're up to 44, less seven days back, right? So I've been, uh, I may not have been up on the Charlottesville thing, but I do track this every day, uh -huh. even when I'm traveling. So we're holding about 35 to 45 new units per week coming on, okay. which is way better than we were prior to... Uh, you know, in the holiday season, we were in the 10s and 12s and 15s week over week. But our pendings are up to 62 right now. So our pendings are going up. This is ultimately what we've been talking about and what I see the market doing. You're going to start seeing your pendings ratcheting up. So we're up to 62. Uh, we're ranging somewhere around double, right, plus or minus a few few percentage points, you know, as many units that come on in the market in a week, it looks like in the last several weeks, we've been doubling that in pendings. So what does that tell you? As soon as they come on, they're coming off. Right price, right location, right features, right condition. Timing is what we're talking about. And who's on the other side matters. The ones that don't hit those four areas, right? 
right little, location, little right stale. Price, they're going to be stale. But the ones that, that hit it right, pricing matters so much right now. It matters to your condition, your location, and your features. If you hit your price right, I was just having this conversation with a client uh, on the way in about a home, about getting it priced right and making a difference in the market and how quickly we can sell it um, because there's some health issues and they need to sell the home quickly on it and what realistic expectations were on the market in Albemarle County. So if it's hitting right, it's unloading. Let's take a look at the days on market on pending. DOMs on pending, I would say flirting in the 20 range. Oh, double that, 40. 40 range, wow. So those are units that um, went pending in the last seven days. Median, median days on market was 40, average was 60 on that. Now that's everything. This is Charlottesville, Albemarle, Fulvana, Nelson, Green. This is this new construction, this is everything on it. Uh, just out of curiosity. Um, the last seven days, hang on a second. The last seven days on the sold column, there was 29. That's the days on markets we really want to keep a track on. The sold units, they were down to 19. So we're, we're not in single digits anymore, folks. We're in kind of a more, getting a more healthy, balanced uh, number of days on market, which isn't bad. Uh, there's some stuff in there that, you know, let me take a look at it. There's a bunch of zeros and fours, but it's funny. It goes from zero to four, right? And the zeros actually were new construction. So that's kind of, you know, they, they don't do a days on market like everybody else does. But when you start getting into uh, homes that are uh, not new construction, they're, they're looking at four in the last seven days. Uh, does he expect, you get this question pretty much every show. Do you expect the inventory to pick up? He does not. Yes, it is picking up, <laughs> but it's going off at a, a, at a very fat, fast clip. Yeah, and that's and, and what I did read this weekend was all the national data and the local data on the market, and that's what you're going to that's what you're going to start seeing. It was a very interesting article that uh, Idman put out, uh, and I agree with it that the spring market sprung on January one. So we are in the spring market. It may not. Look like spring? Well, today kind of looks Today's like Today's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even Judith we, thought today was pretty nice, right? Not or, too. Judith's uh, cold? It's a little chilly in here, but, uh, but when it's nice not? outside. Yeah. It's, I, we, we, it's a thing, right? Yeah. When is he not? It could be 75 degrees and he be chilly. So it's the, never going to be the, 75 uh, degrees in the, here. At the end of the day, the same question that everybody asks that we go through, mm -hmm. what is inventory going to pick up? The answer is yes. When was the best time to put a house on the market? It was yesterday. <laughs> When's the best time to buy a house? Today. Yeah, but the folks, to the, you know, I, and I agree with that, but to the folks that are putting their home on the market yesterday or considering putting their home on the market yesterday, they're all asking, where are we going to go? Yeah. And, and that's and, a fair question. And, and we talked about this in the December, January, November month, though. Those are the, if you were really gonna want to move that was really the perfect time to put your house on the market because there was enough inventory the inventory was a little sticky things weren't moving at that point in time you know you if you were right price right location right features right conditions it would have sold quickly regardless of the time of the year and you would have had something uh, more inventory to pick from you do right back in those days it was 12 12 or 15 units if you remember the shows it was ridiculous okay we're now get approaching 40 every seven days this question's for keith 
Um, this is a good one. Thanks and for the save. Yeah. This <laughs> no, you're doing a great job. Uh, this this question's coming from the Forest Lakes area from Michael, oh. uh, and he says, "What's this market most compared to from years or decades past for Keith?" Oh. Is it even comparable? You know, took everybody out to, for dinner in Norwalk, Connecticut, to huh? an Italian restaurant. Who? How many Friday. people? Uh, it was the whole clan. So it was Yona, It was uh, uh, f four adults and three very young people. And how much did that cost? Um, well, I paid the bill, and we'll just leave it at that. Okay. What's the total on that? Uh, you know, to be honest, two hundred fifty dollars. To be honest with you, it yeah. was cheaper there than it would be here. Okay. Okay. Which would struck me as odd. Okay. But in any event, I'm at dinner. And yeah. the waitress, wait person, yeah. we were talking about real estate because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And the wait person all of a sudden started asking me about real estate okay. in Connecticut. The reason I brought that up was um, across the board, everybody is going to have to bring in these trusted advisors and you're going to have to sit down and figure out what where you are in the life. And I went off on a tangent and forgot the question, so help me out with that. Uh, what's it most comparable to? Got it. So that actually came up in the conversation because I got told I was an old guy. And the answer is, is in th three and a half decades, I've never seen market conditions the way they are now. And that's not me saying that. That's Yoon saying that. That's Sterevin saying that. That's other... Uh, economists around the country saying that because we have things that are in play now that have been in play for a very long time that are impacting the market that we can't control at the moment. And we talked about this on Wednesday with Yvonne. I was part of the problem. I was building literally dozens upon dozens upon hundreds of houses with primary suites on the master level for age in place. That's great. That's great. That's what we have. Except, if you don't have to move, yeah. you don't move. And 2024, you're going to start seeing more life changes making people move. They're going to have to move because they're in these homes these five or six or eight years, and they're going to have to start. They will start cycling out. But we've got that. We've got the golden handcuffs that has never been seen before. We've got more people in the marketplace with cash that that maybe has been other times that I haven't seen before. We have situations where boomers, which is me, don't have to move. I'm not going to move. Or I'm going to move and hold on to my house and rent it and go buy something else because i got a better cash position than the millennial might have. And we're going to find out in April. But I can tell you I think the trend of the boomers outperforming the millennials will happen again. They almost doubled the volume of sales between 2022 and 2023. Uh, excuse me, it'll be 2021 and 2022, which was the 23 report. When the 24 report comes out from NAR, I think you're going to see um, millennials, excuse me, millennials um, get take it on not do well. Yeah. Well, aren't they already, isn't that already happening to them? It's going to get worse. I mean, and, and now you got, you uh, buy? You got now you got another uh, demo enter in the market in Gen Zers to yeah. further water down or to further uh, it's interesting. make Gen, it more competitive. The Gen Zers look 
the Gen Zers are looking at housing very different than the, millenn the millennials. Because I think they live, they, they see this a little bit more than the millennials. So are the millennials kind of went through the time of great unpleasantness. They remember that enough. I know mm -hmm. my daughter does mm -hmm. remember that enough. The, the Gen Zers are kind of past that a little bit. They were too young to really remember that. Now they're remembering the unicorn years, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, but they're saving a ton of cash that by uh, historical standards, supposedly, according to what I read, they're saving a lot of cash. They're preparing to bring cash to the table for down payments on it. But it's, uh, we had this conversation with Yvonne, you know, it's why I spend so much time. I, I, I'm happy to report we're doing our first land trust project in Fulvana County. Congratulations. Thank you to Maggie Gunnels. Thank a lot you of hard to, work. Thank you to Kyle In Lake Miller. Monticello. In Lake Monticello. Um, uh, I wish I could do more, but we're going to do one over there. We're, gonna, we're buying it for two fifty, and we're selling it for $200,000, and we're going to hit a 60% AMI buyer. But where the heck does the $15 to $20 an hour worker go? Right? I mean, the city of Charlottesville is pushing them out even more with these kind of assessment increases I, 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 after three straight years of double digits. You're not going to see it in Lake Monticello either. You'll see it on this one house. That's one out of 4,400. And that was, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're doing our very best. I'm actually making a presentation to Fulvana County Board of Supervisors, not asking them for money. I just want to let them know what we're doing in the county as a county resident to let you know there is a, an option out there to, if we can get more cash. We can help more people, but yeah. Does the county want it? Oh, as long as I'm not asking for money, they don't care. They I'll, don't care. They'll, they'll, there you go. They'll they'll uh, they'll listen. They'll listen to me. And you have some supervisors coming on the show. We do. We do. It's um, uh, uh, supervisor Tony O'Brien. Thank you, and Chris Fairchild, and I believe it's on the ninth. Ninth of February. Ninth of on February. Real Talk with Keith Smith. That's, That's a big time. Yeah, you know, we're, 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 yes, correct, on the night. Uh, we're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about the, the assessed values, which are staying stable there. How's the budget season going, which is nutty right now, and um, where, the, you know, where things are going to shake out, and, you know, where are, uh, you know, the service work or the teachers and all that stuff going, going to live. I think they're uh, slowly, unfortunately, being gentrified out of this community, uh, which is... Very unfortunate. We will talk about those that are asking about the CRHA uh, and the Silver Chair building on the downtown mall. That will come up at 1230. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately uh, not read in on that. No, no problem. No problem at all. You spent some fantastic time, quality time with your family and your grandchildren in Connecticut over the weekend. That's extremely more important. Um, then what, a $2.65 million acquisition <laughs> yeah, of a building yeah. on the downtown mall that's been on the market for a considerable period of time. A lot of people are wondering why would a uh, redevelopment and housing authority purchase something on the downtown yeah, mall? I'm, I'm not in a room on that and, and can't shed, shed any light. I guess the only logical thing would be some kind of headquarters of some kind, some kind of like uh, well, it could be off, but, office but, headquarters, yeah. But wasn't there a mention on the feed that that wouldn't even work? 25 feet's awfully narrow. Yeah, that's, and, and, and it's in its current state, it's in, this is the old Vita Nova spot, guys. And it's in, in its current state, it uh, needs massive renovation. And it's it not even set up. It has a restaurant in the in the. It, it used the to basement. be the location of Henry's and restaurant. Way back when, there was a really, I can't remember the name of it. When we first got here, it was a really, 
probably the best Italian restaurant at the time. Wow. Was in the, in the, in the, in the basement. 25 feet wide, 220 feet long. Yeah. To go back to this, the Lake Monticello and at 60% AMI. So right now, six, just to put it in perspective, 60% AMI for a one person household is, is they make 400, excuse me, $46,620. So that would be the, the cap that they would make to hit the- Per six, household. Correct, for yeah. a house, house, the cap, the cap, that's for one person. As it goes up to two person, that number's uh, 53,280. Uh, three person, it's, I'm rounding it up, it's 60,000. And then for four person, it's 67, 67,000. So let's go back to a one person, right? A one person making $46,000 a year. I can't do the math that quickly in my head, but that breaks down to a typical 40 hour week per hour. Uh, but, you know, I know entry-level teachers do not make, or they make that much or pretty darn close to that. Uh, I think entry-level might be below that. Yeah. Yeah. So even... Entry-level with a master's is below that. Yeah. So, you know, even a single teacher, we're going to struggle with trying to get into a $200,000 house. And an entry-level ma teacher with a master's degree is, is, is uh, yeah. perhaps likely uh, bearing the cost of student loan debt as well. Correct, which I believe you only they, they take fifty percent of that, but you're hundred percent right. So it's back to back to it, right? Boomers gonna control in the market, right? Golden handcuffs, uh, you know, people using their homes as rental units, which you know, if you could do it, it makes absolute sense. Certain buyers are indebted with student debt that can't can't move. The highest time of credit card debt in American history. All right, that that and you know, it's just we're not building enough. There's no such an animal as a starter community, home community anymore. Yeah, and it's hard for a builder to even do a starter home. You can't. I was, doesn't even pencil out. I was having a conversation on the way home with two um, jurisdictions, board of supervisors, with that exact conversation. Yeah, doesn't even pencil out. How do you how do you get to do that? And then the builder is also getting a little nervous about uh, multifamily. Well, I've been talking about it for a while. Multifamily yeah. is sticky nationwide. I don't think here. No, I don't think here. Uh, it's sticky nation, nationwide. We talk on Friday show about a new, new uh, one-bedroom apartment coming to a market. And uh, was it Stonefield Commons, Judah? If we got on a three-shot, I think it was Stonefield Commons. Um, that new building, the building back this there. This was on the Friday edition of the uh, I Love Seville show. 1,000... Was it $1,943 a month for a one-bedroom? Yeah. Some fans outside the studio door looking in. $1,943 a month. Yeah, I've got the layout for that still. Yeah, I mean, you put it on screen. You're talking about right over the city line in Stonefield, a one-bedroom, $2,000 a month. And guess what? That's going to rent all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Twice on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. They can and walk to Judah. Judah basically told me, Jerry, your condo, the Villas at Southern Ridge, is, is priced too low. Raise the rent. That's what Judah just said <laughs> on Friday's program. That's what you said, Judah? Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Judah's getting very capitalistic over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the two bedroom. Wasn't the two bedroom $2,043? $2,043 a month for the two bedroom at Stonefield Commons? Could be. Yeah, yeah it, it's overall nationwide. Multifamily is going to probably hit a timeout. 
Charlottesville City, not so much. Well, it will. I think, I think Charlottesville City, the folks that are getting priced out of purchasing for homes are getting no, it will stuck impact them. in 12-month rental. It will impact the, the nationwide slowdown will impact Charlottesville and Albemarle area. Unless they're using cash, right, which most of them do not, right, because these are huge, you know, tens upon tens of millions of dollars projects, they're borrowing money. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start, I've already, commercial lenders that I know are already starting to twist the faucet off because they don't want any more of this on their inventory. They don't want it on their, on their books because it's more of a national thing. And what happens nationally in that marketplace does impact us here. Mm -hmm. It does not happen with single family attached or detached or something. What's happening nationwide and next show when we have, have a time, I've actually got some nationwide trends versus local trends on how we're doing about days on market and price points and stuff like that. And you'll see that we're way below as far as things like days on market and inventory goes. It's good to have Keith Smith back in the saddle. What's your plan for Wednesday, Friday? Uh, look, I, I was planning uh, Keith and Jerry for the week. If oh, you're fantastic. Okay, if you're okay with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we'll wrap, we'll wrap up the month and kick off, I guess, the beginning of next month. Uh, just the two of us uh, at the moment. I, I kind of enjoy just you and I, and we're going to go ahead and do that. I'll be a little bit better prepared on Wednesday. I was uh, hanging out with grandkids, if that's, that's my excuse. That's very important. Keith Smith, guys, Yes Realty Partners, his website, realtalkwithkeithsmith.com, where all the shows are archived. Click the Partners tab of Real Talk with Keith Smith, and you can find vetted partners in real estate that he has personally vetted and trusts uh, and suggests that you support when you need something housing related. Just to wrap it up, if you're in the city of Charlottesville and you think your tax assessment is way over market value, reach out to a trusted advisor, a real estate agent, Woody Fincham. You can surely reach out to me um, and we can do a quick CMA back of the envelope, say, look, it's, it's on, it's right, it's wrong. And if it's, and if they are charging you more than what your property is worth, you should contest it. There you go. Well, sage advice from Keith Smith. Judah Wickhauer, the director. I'm Jerry Miller. The I Love Seville show is up at 1230 with a lot to cover, as we normally do over a weekend in Charlottesville, Central Virginia. For Keith, Judah, my name is Jerry, and thank you for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. So long. Bye-bye.